Welcome to episode 540 of the LeadCast Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And back from his uh, his journey, Colton Blue Basket Sweat. It's me. I'm back from my journey. Back from your journey to the West. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got a couple of new patrons, a little bit of LeadCast news, uh, a teaser for a new champion, Patch 1212, uh, which isn't quite live yet, but will be soon. We've got a re- uh, a review of Starry that we'll be discussing, Zillion time control section. Um, we've got a, an uh, ad read from Manscaped. We'll do a little bit of uh, Lauren translation. We'll talk about LCS uh, and LEC. We'll read uh, NordVPN's ad, uh, and then Roundtable and Mill Fight. Um, but first, Aiden, how was your week? Mike was great. Um, I actually played a little bit of League, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, you and I, I guess, played. Those are like the main games I played. I played a couple games Yeah, two Nick. games. <laughs> uh, we played some uh, Duo Q. <laughs> we, yeah. We fucking played some Arams, and we were drinking. <laughs> and then Nick's like, hey, you want to play some Duo Q? And I'll admit, Nick, I was still a little fucked up, man. I get fucked up really easily. Um, yeah, same, same. And I started it. I started it on on ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it, let's just let's just say I'm like Nick's like I'm gonna play my main. I'm like fuck. Do I want to play my main? I'm like fuck. I, I don't want to lose rank. Uh, so I played on my D two Smurf, which it's still fucking D two. Like I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, that's the difference between D one and D two. <laughs> uh, but then we played Tom Senate, which is the best fucking duo in the fucking game. And I think that you, yeah. I could I could play that obliterated. <laughs> we still would have won both games. <laughs> um, it's it, it's this it's uh best and second best is the other sentinel plus fish lane of lucian nami dude yeah do you see sentinel that sentinel plus <laughs> fish is op in this i did meta. i did yeah the fucking uh lucian uh, lucian sent up some fucking marriage issues going on <laughs> where both of them are fucking duo laning bot with fish characters mm-hmm. um no but it's insane like we played two games i went 15 and one the first game and 11 and two the second game not really knowing how to play the lane um it's just so fucking easy man there's a couple of clips that i posted really in our um sickest plays na discord um, this is D2 fucking solo key, by the way. There's one play where Nick's just top lane. <laughs> like, this is like, we're, I'm like level six. Nick's like level five, just roaming top to do shit because you're a support, so you're never in lane because that's how support works. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just invading the jungle solo, killing both the support and AD carry. So I killed the support in the jungle, and then I tower dive the AD carry <laughs> with zero minions. <laughs> it's like, oh my dude, it's so fucking gross. But uh, so Yeah, he was a... Uh... He was mentally boomed uh, pretty early into that game. The enemy to carry was. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun though. I- I'd love to play more mm-hmm. at some point. We have different schedules, yeah. which doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> if we do hit fucking master tier, then we literally just can't do a queue. So. It's it's True. okay. I'll uh, since I'm playing league uh, during both of your schedules, I'll just play whichever one <laughs> is available. The opposite of when, whoever. When Aiden's around, I'll play Senna. When Nick's around, I'll play Ken. fucking Ditto, dude. The um, mediator. Uh, yeah, and then we can all duo in D four. <laughs> there is a lot of uh, oh. sentiment to bring back Duoki for Master Tier Plus, by the way, which is cool. Um, As I, I mean, I think there should be. I, I, I think the only, I think it really the only time it sucks is when you can't duo with someone that you can otherwise play with. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But, it's just like yeah, all the pros I, are like starting to circle jerk. Like, hey, yeah. the reason why League of Legends is not a fun game to watch or a fun game to play for streamers even is mm-hmm. because you fucking just sit there solo for fucking eight hours a day just playing by yourself. And it's yeah. like, that's miserable. <laughs> yeah. So I think th- I think we're going to see Duo Q back next season. That's my guess. I hope so. But, mm-hmm. nice. I think that there are ways that they could definitely like mitigate some of the issues with duos i mean outside of like obviously they could really really tighten down duo restriction Mm -hmm. for the higher tier to be like if you're not within a hundred lp of each other right like you can't duo Mm -hmm. you know they could do stuff where it's like you can't duo in series or you can't duo for more than like 75 percent of your game so right like if 75 percent of your games are duo then it'll stop you for a little bit like there, there are other ways to mitigate that. Oh, for sure. Um, besides outright banning it. <laughs> Outside of that, um, only other thing I really did this week was I, uh, I've been playing through all the Souls series because I played through yeah. Elden Ring, I played through Bloodborne, um, I played through Sekiro like a long time ago, uh, and then I played through all of Dark Souls two last week. <laughs> Um, and it was fun. It was fucking good. The game's drank as fuck, uh, but yep. I, I really like it. <laughs> uh, I understand why it's the probably going to be the worst out of them all, mostly because one was reworked. Demon Souls is remastered. Um, mm-hmm. Dark Souls two probably just like just the movement feels like fucking shit. You're on fucking ice skates the entire game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not good, especially when um, uh, I don't, I don't know if you, <laughs> I I think you did actually mention something. Uh, fall damage is at its absolute worst in that game. I'd say f- it say is seventy percent of my deaths are to fall. Crazy. Uh, especially it's just crazy like half of them are fall damage and half of them are just getting knocked off something and dying immediately it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, it's fucking crazy um but yeah. it, also the game has fucking 42 bosses for some reason when they sh- it should really have 20 i would say uh yeah. it's just a bunch of shit ones that being said the good parts of that game are really good so mm-hmm. uh, i Absolutely. really enjoyed it uh that yep. being said i started dark souls 3 and holy fuck dude it might be my favorite souls game <laughs> it's incredible it just feels it's so very fucking good. good the movement feels so mm-hmm. fucking good i mean elden ring's great but elden ring also came out fucking six and a half years later so i i feel like for this game coming out in 2016 it feels actually fucking amazing so i'm almost on dark souls 3 i'm currently on nameless king uh so oh what a good fight yeah it's fucking sick what a good fight uh so i'll probably finish that next week and then i'll start on i think i'm gonna do demon souls then i'm gonna do dark souls one so nice cool uh what about your week colton two weeks Um, yeah two weeks um so i had been doing a, a lot of traveling uh, went up north to Illinois for a friend's birthday, so that was really fun. Uh, we uh, They had rented like a lake house for the weekend, so spent the weekend drinking, playing lawn games, uh, hanging out with some some big cuddly pit bulls, which is a, a very high point of my weekend. <laughs> um, didn't play really any league. I think I played like two or three games of the new TFT set. Um, I'm playing though like a lot of Legends of Runeterra, um, getting back into Binding of Isaac. I have given it a pretty wide berth for a while between like, I, I played a lot back on like the Wrath of the Lamb expansion and then there have been like three or four expansions and like the full re-release with Afterbirth since. So I'm kind of now finally just jumping into that where I entirely cleared my save file and I'm kind of starting over mm-hmm. in Afterbirth. So, been having some fun with that. Um, I'm playing a little bit of Don't Starve together. Also, getting back on a, a kick with that game. So, a lot of new content there to explore. But, aside from that, that's 
pretty much it for me. So uh, I guess I'll hand it over to Nick, the nameless King Cooper. <laughs> um, I've played the most League of Legends. Uh, a lot of it simply... Ever, out um, of anyone in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, actually true. Uh, a lot of it actually just... Um, uh, Arams, um, but it's a, uh, it's been, it's been okay. There are some, there are some games where I feel like every role kind of sucks ass. Um, <laughs> and then there are games where I feel like like eighty carries weak. Other games where I feel like boy toppling kind of sucks. But uh, so do you really I don't know, don't I feel think... that about? Um, I mean, probably support in jungle. If I yeah. if I were to to guess, like jungle absolutely like is the most frustrating because a lot of the game depends on you um but at the same time a lot of the game depends on you so if you play well like it, it's going to be you know passed on to your teammates so um and then support i i think you you could just play anything in support right now and, and find some <laughs> some level of success like i think like leona's not very good and then like alistair maybe but that's kind of it. Like yeah. I think every other support's pretty pretty strong. I made a list of the characters I want to play in community games, and my support list, dude, is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen characters long. <laughs> like, and what are your what are your other ones like? Uh, Zareth, Ash, Gragas, Zoe, Senna, Rakan, the Sejuani, Poppy, AP Zeri, Nasus, Blitzcrank, Singed, and then some basic ones. But oh, and that's it. <laughs> but it's like, dude, all those sound fun to, as fuck to play. Like, yeah, 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 nice. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think support's like really, really strong. Um, uh, spe- like Leona specifically, I think kind of sucks because durability was like mm-hmm. it, it did less for her and more for the the targets she wants to go in on. Um, but other- otherwise, I mean, I, I think it's been a lot of fun. Um, and that's the cool thing is like uh, a lot of like so a lot of the traditional tanks are pretty weak right now. Like Nautilus is pretty weak, mm-hmm. Leona's pretty weak, um, but what people like LS are doing right now is they're finding characters from other roles that are really strong right now that can be played. Yeah. Support. Like Sejuani support mm-hmm. is kind of like this brainchild new engaged tanky support character that's being played. Uh, Dang. So it's cool. That sounds crazy actually. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, especially like if you can get away with picking it with like a melee bot laner or a good melee jungler. Cause like Sejuani passive is just mm-hmm. so fucked. It is if very strong, especially play. especially when like Viego, Wukong are very, mm-hmm. very, very. I, they're probably like one and two uh, in terms of competitive junglers, at least. Yeah. yeah, right. And then like if you can happen to slot in like a Yasuo or a Yone somewhere, not that you need to, but like if you can, like mm-hmm. how do you how do you deal with Yone Sejuani bot lane? Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> like, know. They, they both do crazy <laughs> hybrid damage. You're going to be constantly stunned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love yeah, to talk about some crazy picks maybe like next week or something. The, the meta is yeah. fucking insane. There's so much fun shit you can play. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. Um, and to Mayhem, who was asking about Outer uh, Worlds and who I told I would be finished. I'm not finished. I just oh. started the second DLC. The, Liar. The, the DLCs just like are, have not captured my interest the way the main game has. Um, yeah. I don't enjoy them nearly as much and I'm not really sure why. But uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll be working on that soon, TM. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So let's let's talk about our new patrons, Jonah, Milkman, and Madeline. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah. All right. What do you do? You have some inside info about Jonah, Milkman, and Madeline, or did you just want to name them? There are new patrons. <laughs> well, see, see, you said you wanted to talk about them, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, you didn't say had... like you have to. You, oh, I mean, you're talking some shit. Okay. This episode, we're talking about Jonah. <laughs> I don't know you, but 
But we're gonna, what role do you think Jonah plays? Support. I yeah. think Jonah's... He's an, he's an 80 carry player. <laughs> 80 carry. <laughs> <laughs> Only cool road. Dude, I'm fucking... I'm, I'm Drew Pilled now on our Discord. Um... Drew's opinion is so fucking I mean, incorrect about the game. So, it's it's actually wild. He does it in the right way. Where I'd say sixty five percent of the time he talks about anything, it's joking as a meme. But then the other thirty five percent, he's dead serious. But it's very similar to his opinions when he's memeing. Um, mm-hmm. And I fucking love it, dude. Like, just <laughs> I'm just Drew Pilled. Where it's like, now top lane is actually, <laughs> dude. Top laners are fucking oppressed. Uh, like, uh, if you're top main, you're the only fucking uh, like true player in League of Legends. <laughs> uh, I love it. And then simultaneously has the highest win rates in the game of, yeah. uh, of any role, but that doesn't count. No, you have to work no, really we, hard. We to, ignore for the stats that don't back up our arguments. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fucking rebuilt, dude. I fucking love it. It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, awesome. Uh, do we have any league cast news? Uh, other than the Patreon episode with uh, that we did with Loreheads, will be out on our YouTube yeah. for free next week. Um, so check that out if you're not a patron. But if you are a patron, we're recording our new Patreon episode next week as well. So stay tuned for that for just $1 on patreon.com slash leadcast. Puggers. It was a lot of fun. Um, no spoilers. Maybe I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's jump into the new news. We have a new teaser for the next champion, Nyla, the Joy Unbound. Um, so not a lot is known about her currently. I think it's just uh, she's a melee uh, uh, auto attack based carry. She has a cool like um, it looks like a light whip pretty much. I think um, it's water, right? Yeah, it's no, water. I, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like oh, in the okay. video, I remember her. she like runs across on the water and like pulls the whip out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, I thought those two things were unrelated. <laughs> I um, think it's a water whip. Yeah, I mean, if you both agree, then it's a water whip. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. It was pretty cool. I uh, look forward to seeing how she how she plays. Yeah, I want to see her lore. Yeah, she too. seems to be pretty mobile, and I think it like people were talking about how she's got like some kind of like auto attack immunity or like yeah. directional block something or other. It, it, it mm-hmm. seems like Riot, it's Riot's way to make... She's supposed to be a melee AD carry is the idea. It's Riot's way to make a melee AD carry be able to function bottom lane and actually lane versus range character. So I think she can just like be immune to auto attacks when she puts a thing on herself for like a couple seconds uh, is the idea. So yeah, it's cool. Nice. So we've got, we've got Yasuo with wind <laughs> and now we've got Nyla with water as, as two melee AD carries. When do we get our... Our Earth melee AD carry and Talia. our Fire melee Talia AD carry and Brand. <laughs> True. Brand. Yeah. You disable Fish all of her spells and she just throws rocks really fast. Yeah. I, is there a challenge for Elemental? Oh, there should be. I, I bet there, there is. Should be. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Cool. Maybe in the future. <laughs> um, and then we've got Patch twelve twelve, uh, which, like I said, isn't live quite yet, uh, but will be very shortly. Um, and we'll run through this pretty quickly because I don't think there's a ton of. Um, it's not super big, interesting. impactful changes yeah, yeah. uh first up amumu uh is getting above his q mana cost is going down and his ultimate damage is going up cool um next is annie her q ap ratio is going up and her tibber's uh health is going up as well and tibber's resists are also going up uh, i guess all the um summon characters got pretty hit by hit pretty hard by the durability yeah uh, so it's cool yeah uh, Blitzcrank, his Q damage has gone up by a flat 15. His ultimate damage is going up by flat 25. Harmoninger, turret health has increased, turret base damage has increased, and E cooldown is uh, reduced. 
hell yeah. Jarvan's uh, mana per level is going up, and his passive cooldown is scaling. That, that, the passive cooldown change actually is sick. At level 16, you have a three-second passive. That's actually kind yeah, of Yeah, it's nice. pretty insane. It's, Ooh, a, it's a lot of damage, yeah. especially if you build a yeah. little bit of AD. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, I could, I could see this making uh, top lane Jarvan or like mid lane Jarvan yeah. spike back up. It's sick. It's crazy good, probably in like split pushing solo lands. Mm -hmm. um, what do we have next? Seraphine. Uh, e cooldown has been flattened to 10, and the CC duration is up from one second to one and a half. So this is interesting. A Seraphine's a 53% win rate character. So they're classifying this as a buff. It's like a buff nerf, though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like losing a second on the equal down is pretty important but like obviously like until you have it maxed um gaining and you, uh, a 0.5 seconds you max it, is better i believe you max it second i could even it could even be last honestly because of uh um support I mean, seraphine maybe you want to max w second it's probably gonna be last now right where it doesn't get any benefit of, yeah uh but it, it, it's probably. like a buff nerf but it's, it's weird that she's even getting a buff when she's so good right now <laughs> It is very strange. We saw her a lot uh, competitively. Spoilers for <laughs> for upcoming yeah. um, in a certain North American teams game. The best and, team. And she looked very good. Yeah, currently the best team. <laughs> cool. Um, and then we have. Uh, sorry, go ahead. That's no, okay. I don't know who is next. Uh, Yorick Mistwalker base health is increased. Uh, move speed is increased for the Mistwalkers. Maiden's base health is increased, uh, and Maiden's chase range on E is decreased. Which means the maiden should kill herself less trying to chase that Fuck target. Fuck York buffs you that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think we skipped Ivern. Oh, um, he also got. I'm assuming Daisy buffs. It looks like. Yeah, so Daisy, Daisy buffs. buffs more health, more resistances, but his passive cost on Debbie on his like on his oh, passive wow. the health is down, uh, both mana and health, and then his E shield uh, value has gone Ooh. up. That's pretty big. Yeah, those are pretty solid buffs because like in in terms of a full clear. He's gonna have like fifteen percent more health now. Yeah, that's cool. after that's that's really really. Did you nice. guys? Did you guys know that Daisy's health is thirty nine hundred base now after this, plus an additional fifty percent AP ratio. That's fucking it's crazy. Insane. Yo. Like that's a ton. That's a lot of HP. Let her build Titanic. Thick. Um, Let her build Titanic. Yeah. Um, next, we have Belveth, who's getting, who's our first character getting a nerf. Um, there's a big list of changes on Riot August Twitter, but the gist of it is, um, yeah, she's fucking OP. She went from being a 35% win rate yep. character to now a positive win rate character. Meaning, if you combine all that data, she's probably like a 55% yep. win rate character. Um, that being said, they're giving her a couple like compensation buffs. For example, she's getting 50 attack range in general. But her alt doesn't she, give her attack range anymore. Mm -hmm. So meaning she's going to be less alt reliant, um, but her alt's going to be less of a spike. And then there's a lot of alt changes yeah. like that. So it, overall, I think it's going to be good. She is fucking one of the least fun characters in the game to play against when she's fed. So I don't want to see her anymore. Yeah, she feels very much like a, like, um, I won't say better Viego when she's fed because Viego's kind of yeah. oppressive when he's fed. But a very similar nature where, you know, you'll you'll get him low and then they press a button and, and that's like the fight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Uh, anyway, Dr. Mundo uh, passive is nerfed uh, and the ultimate base health increase is uh, nerfed as well. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Fiora, the percentage max health damage on her passive has been decreased. 
Um, just the flat amount, the bonus scaling with AD stayed the same. That's a pretty big nerf, though. Like, that's actually mm-hmm. kind of insane. So that's good. Fuck Fiora, dude. She's actually so gross right now. Um, She's very strong. John is finally getting nerfed. She's fucking 55% with her character. Uh, her W movement speed is being decreased. Her W slow is being decreased. And her E shield strength is being decreased. So all good changes. I feel like it's that it's that meme about, um, uh, like, why why is it when there's always, you know, trouble, it's you? Uh, and, and it's just Janice face every single time. How does this character constantly go to a 55% win rate? Well, I, I think that like every single time she flies under, under the radar so much. Like, you know how like uh, John top was super popular for like a while and then she got a slight mm-hmm. nerf and then everyone stopped playing her top because they fucking just made it. So um like you couldn't play her top anymore because she would like get fucked up XP and stuff. Right. Um, she was still a 55% winner character support the entire mm-hmm. time. And just, just because yep. everyone stopped playing her top, no one fucking thought she was an issue, even though she's still just OP bottom. So good that they're nerfing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Next we've got Lucian. Base attack damage is down by two, and his Q damage now is a little bit less at higher ranks. Awesome. Um, Singed is up next. Uh, w slow uh, now scales and is lower early, uh, and ultimate base stats are lowered. Cool. Um, Viego passive heal and position lowered early. They they do get better late, so it's that's nice. Singed kind of blows late. Mentioned it. Yeah, actually, it's pretty good late. More I'm thinking about it. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, but it, it does it 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 stops the I'm gonna get level six and perma roam. It also stops the I'm gonna kill your bottom lane level one at the W change which is nice yeah um predator still needs to nerf i think that's the biggest change they're not still nerfing oh they are nerfing holy fuck we'll get to that in a second uh vo's pos- <laughs> uh, heal and possession is getting nerfed and his our bonus damage is getting nerfed and w and e no longer instantly stealth vo that's actually really big the w and e is like you could immediately double yourself into your um e which is really really cool or e into your mm-hmm. w but yeah and then Zeri, her health regen is increased. Her health regen growth is increased. W damage is going up. Why are they classifying? Oh, but the ratios are going down. I was like, these are all increases. Why is she in the nerf section? <laughs> yeah, so like she's really OP right now. Cool, I'm not sure how much you've played recently because her W auto crits. Um, so she's just a W nuker now. So they're nerfing uh, that. I think, ability, I think is, it, it has a chance to crit, right? No, it's a hundred percent crit. Is it at all oh, times? Shit. Yeah. Like that, that, everyone's like, that why is it not just based off a crit chance? No, but it's just. It's I just, thought it. I thought it was. No, yeah. just crit. <laughs> why? I see. Why doesn't it just do that damage then? Yeah. Well, because like you can, if you shoot it like the like not through a wall, it doesn't crit. If you shoot it through the wall, it auto crits. Like there's oh, two okay. different ways to shoot it, but the, uh, through the walls, I use it ninety nine percent of the time, anyways. Uh, I, I yeah, I just. Like, instances like that, I mean, I suppose it's, like, great, now you get more damage on it if you build IE, but... She's been played AP because like, she's fucking... Yeah, I was gonna that. say, except you don't build IE. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, but no, so so what I was gonna say is just, like, don't have it just crit, just, like, have it deal bonus damage yeah. if it's not gonna be based yeah. around your crit stat in any way, right? Yeah. It's just, like, it does 100 damage, or it does 150 damage if it goes through a wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Weird change. Um... But uh, anyways, next up is Katarina. So they're making Katarina. So Katarina's in a weird spot. I feel like everyone hates playing against her. That being said, she's a perma 40, like 8% win rate character. She is getting a bunch of nerfs. There are some buffs in here, but most of them are nerfs. Uh, most of them are to the fact that her AD builds are too good. So they're nerfing her AD builds so she can't really go Sunder as much, uh, which I think is good because Katarina shouldn't probably have 12 different viable build paths. Um, 
I think it's good kind of forcing her back into the AP uh, thing. Yep. That being said, all they have to do is make her fucking daggers not apply on hit anymore. Because uh, that was a weird change that completely fucked everything up, I think, like two years ago. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, dude, even Katarina yeah, mains no like, are like, please just fucking stop nerfing my character. My character is 48% win rate. Just please take away her on hit values. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the character has like excellent items, uh, yeah. itemization otherwise, like especially with Night Harvester being buffed. It's crazy. Yeah. Weird, weird, weird. Cool. Uh, yeah, Shaco um, build paths, his, um, his ratios look like they're going up in an effort to try to get him to stop building chem tank uh because it gave him the flat fastest clear in the, uh <laughs> of, of all of his build paths <laughs> yeah didn't know that that happened That's yep. why. it's crazy <laughs> um yumi healing uh so that the passive on her or the, her passive shield is going up her base healing on her e is going down um, so just kind of shifting to a little more shielding, a little bit less permanently topping off your health bar. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. And next is Soraka healing, who is also getting a slight nerf. Um, it no longer removes Grave's Wounds is the biggest change. Um, not that it really matters anymore because Grave's Wounds is pretty weak, um, but that was kind of a crazy change that they didn't remove in the durability patch. Uh, you would kind of expect that in the durability patch, but... Here we are now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in compensation, the heal value's gone up. Oh, the heal value but... went up. So the, okay, that makes sense. Um, great. Cool. Okay. Uh, Night Harvester now builds out of Fiendish Codex as one of the components. <laughs> yeah, because be Predator before on uh, Night Harvester Colton, uh, you'd build it and it gives twenty-five uh, ability haste, but builds out of zero ability haste. So that's how they're remedying it. Yep. So. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> Um, and then Predator, yep. thank fucking God, they're nerfing it. So max movement speed is going from 45% to um, 25 to 50 scaling based on your level. So you don't get crazy level one Predator plays anymore. And the damage on it is going from 40 to 120 to 20 to 200, uh, sorry, 180. So um, it's going to be a stronger late game thing, but weaker early because it's fucking super lame how it's used currently in the game. Uh, and the cooldown is also being changed. It's going to be, oh my God, the cooldown level one is two minutes now instead of a minute and a half. That's actually huge. Um but this is great. Like, I, I fucking hate every Predator user in the game. Galios cringe with Predator. Singed breaks the game with Predator. I think Vigar is the easiest character and the easiest mid character in the game to play because of Predator. Um, so all these changes are great. So, Yeah, I think Predator is in a weird spot where it's it's gone back and forth between being, like, stupid strong on a long cooldown or pretty eh, but you can do it like every 20 seconds. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I, I like it more being a longer cooldown and having a, a bigger impact mm -hmm. because to me that like the biggest thing about it, that it, it really doesn't feel like right thematically is that it's like, okay, you, you proc predator and whoever you're hunting down is, is made aware that you're coming for them and that your next ability is supposed to do, like, a huge chunk of damage. But all it really is is, like, we're already in the same lane together. Yeah. And I'm going to use it to get a bonus, like, 100 units on you to be able to land my ability. Yeah, it's just like, used to, like, use your really easy CC, CC ability. Like, Singed mm -hmm. Flip or Vigar Cage. Like, <laughs> I hate how it's yeah. used. Ugh. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel right, like nobody's running like i mean like one one thing i like doing like years ago was the 
AP like predator malfight. Mm-hmm. Right, we we're like that. That felt fun because you're just like, okay, I'm gonna run at you and then I'm gonna alt you and like I'm chasing you down. Very different than I'm going to run at you and, and like put a cage down. Yeah, for sure. Completely yeah, and different. I think the the thing is like people are starting to realize how strong it is, like strictly for the movement speed aspect. Like you don't take it for damage at all. If it did zero damage, um, and still had the same move speed, it would still I, I think it would still find some like niche uses. Uh, Vigar, for instance, who doesn't like he, he doesn't need comet or electrocute or anything like that. Um, where you can just get away with going, you know, uh. uh predator every single game would, would still see use even if even if it dealt zero damage oh for sure yeah awesome cool um that's the patch so notes. that does it for the patch mm-hmm. great let's talk about Up this next. review yeah. yeah in the in the zillion can control time but you can't you can only control your actions so use your ability to control your actions to leave a five-star review <laughs> yeah just to practice. also formerly known as the five starry <laughs> section but today in an unprecedented event we bring you a review that is not five stars. Yeah, so usually we don't, like, talk about... First of all, we don't usually not get five-star reviews. It's, like, the reality. Uh, and second of all, like, we usually just don't talk about them because that's how fucking stuff works. Turns out five-star reviews are good for the algorithm. Less than five-star reviews are not for good for the algorithm. Yeah. That being said, I think this is really a good thing to talk about. Um, so we got our, uh, a review today from Raz, um, and he is someone who left a review, you review three ish years ago when he gave it a five star review and he left a new review and it's a two out of five star review. Um, if you guys want to read it then we can talk about it after. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll read it. Uh, so he said for the title line is good at times. I feel like they could refine the way that they let fans submit topics for the show. Reading the entirety of every email s- sent to them is a bit much, but the round table section is nice. They don't keep up with the LCS as much as they should, and they put it off at times, and their conversation can feel a lot like regurgitating information from people who don't watch the games. I'm glad they've got recent sponsors on the show, but between a lot of things going on with the show, it feels like I have to skip a lot more recently than I previously did. They've also been trying to market the show better, so I guess that's what the future looks like. Feels like the podcast could be half the length and cut out a lot of filler and be more enjoyable. Previously rated five stars, feels like two stars now. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, just off the bat, you know, this is somebody, obviously, who's a fan of the show, has been listening for a while. And, you know, while a two-star review never makes us happy, it's like, they are offering legitimate criticism mm-hmm. that are yeah. things we can we can talk about. And that's what we're going to do, right? Is we're going to mm-hmm. discuss some of those things. Yeah, that was kind of the whole thing. I kind of saw this, and at first I'm like, oh, this is kind of like lame. And then I thought more about it, and I made a pretty lengthy post in our Discord about it, asking our community, like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Um, do, you, do you feel similarly? Um, is there stuff we can improve on? Personally, I feel blank. And what I feel like that blank is, um, I definitely read this review as like a... The essence of it is they used to really enjoy the show, and although I personally do not think the show has changed very much, I think their interest of what they want out of League of Legends podcast probably has changed, and what our show provides is not for them currently, um, which is fine. Like The reality is, is like if I break it down, like for example, LCS content, none of us watch nearly as much LCS, LEC other regions as we used to i mean at one point in time we literally had a, a fucking section where yeah. <laughs> every single person we watch every single game for every single region and fucking take notes on it right and none of us a 
have time to do that and none of us be want to do that uh we just don't have interest in doing an lcs show is like the reality we've considered cutting it completely out but like we still watch it enough and people are still interested that we talk about it vaguely if you notice we don't talk about it every single week um but we talk about it when there's interesting shit to talk about um that yeah and like with that i think you know we'll cover the big points we'll talk about you know who made playoffs who won playoffs who's going to whatever event um but like yeah again we, we don't want to spend time talking about games we didn't watch. And, you know, there there's a lot of content out there for the professional league scene of people who are really interested in it and watch every single game. And, like, you know, I, I'm never going to be able to make as high-quality content in, in regards to, like, LCS games yep. as someone like LS, for example, who's probably watched every single game twice yeah. and taken detailed notes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I guess just to, like, sum up my, like, overall opinions is, like, I, I just very much, like, I, we took a poll from our community. Once again, I, I would love if people either sent us emails about this or posted in our Discord. I In our podcast feedback section, I posted about it. If you just want to reply to my thread, I would love to have a discussion about it. Or just send us if you want to have, like, more of a personal thing. You don't want us to maybe publicly respond, like, hey, I feel this. I would like your show to be this then you can just private message one of us and we'll respond to it um, that being said I really want it to be an open discourse because I mean we want our show to be the best thing and it can be we're very happy with the product currently there are sections where I think all of us go ah, that could have been different yeah. like for example we're going to do a lore and translation that's a section that I'm going to cut after this week because I don't think it actually translates that well to current content and it's something I'm going to probably retool maybe do later um and then stuff like we, we've had a billion comments in the past about um, mm-hmm. every month we read out all of our patrons. Guess what? That takes about three minutes, right? And people are like, it takes so fucking long. I skip through it every week. And yeah, I, I agree. It takes a lot of time. That being said, these are the people that support our show. These are the people that when we were first starting out, they're the reason why we were able to do what we do now. Um, and I feel yeah. like 12 episodes out of 52 in the year um, is more than fair to let these people have their name shouted out because they, they are the reason why we're doing this still. So that's kind of my logic on that. And lastly, we have emails slash overall length of the show. And both those things are things that I think just don't fit this person's point of view. I would say the vast majority of our listeners like our show because it's an open conversation to have a discussion with our, us. We had some people comment in our Discord thread um, saying that we think that a lot of the email sent in could maybe be a little bit cleaner. Like Pards, uh, one of our big, uh, big per- one of our big people in the community, um, he's pretty much said like mm-hmm. the only issue he has it with emails is it sometimes feels like they'll be the same email four weeks in a row of like. I play this role and I need to climb. And then we tell them, hey, you do this, this, and this. And the next week will be, I play this role and I need to climb. And yeah, I do agree. That's not great content. But it's one of those things where I started doing stuff like limiting the length of emails. Um, like we literally have a cap on our website for like character limit, right? We've yeah. pretty well said, hey, we're not going to open up OP.GG's your emails. We've done everything we can to start to filter these things. And I do agree the content of the email section could be better. That being said, we do want it to be an open conversation. I feel like we're the only show that fucking has this open conversation. And I feel like it attracts a lot of people to like, hey, I can listen to this episode literally my first week ever and week two I can email in and he- hear my uh, question read on the show. And I feel like that's a really cool thing that got all of us into the show initially. Yeah, I think and it's... I, Go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say, I think that's something, Aiden, that I wanted to highlight is like you and I both started as people who listened to the show first, yeah. as fans of the show who then interacted with the hosts the way that, um, you know, that 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 people can now. Yeah. And, and that's like a, a really important like identity of the show. And in my eyes, I don't want to speak for anyone else if they feel differently, but I think that's, that's really important is getting to like, if you hop in the discord, you can access us at any time. Yeah. Like each of us have our DMS open. You can 
uh, at us in any, any channel that you want and ask us whatever question you want. And that's like something that I don't think a lot of like a, a, a lot of content creators do, you know, how, how frequently are you going to be able to do that for like, I don't know, LS, yeah. you know, how are, how are you going to do that for, I'm trying to think of other like double lift or sneaky. I mean, or even, videos, even like, other like league podcasts of our size, right? Like yeah. the other like major podcasts of our size are, I mean, of course, like Trinity Force and Lola, um, both of which are, by the way, aren't producing episodes currently. So <laughs> that's another thing where it's like, fuck, it turns out running a League of Legends podcast every single week, not to say, woe is me, like our job is so fucking hard. We do a fucking mm-hmm. podcast, but like, um, I don't know. We try to make an entertaining product every week. I feel like we all enjoy the product that we currently produce. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that uh, it's fucking hard to produce it because uh, every other show fucking stops making episodes every <laughs> other month. <laughs> Yeah, you know, on top, like, the terms of the email, I think it's it's really tough, because, like, there's, it's a really tough line to draw of what to cut out versus what not to, yeah. without really, really diving into every one of them, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we, we want to make it easily accessible, we, we try not to cut anything as much as we can, um, and what that leads to is just like there's a pretty variable level of quality you know depending on the emails we happen to get that week some of our you know best segments have come out of emails and some of our worst have come out of emails that's just going (laughs) to be the nature of like anyone can submit something and we'll talk about it but but again it's it's really tough to you know draw that line of okay at what point are we going to not read this email outside of saying like okay if it's you know homophobic or yeah. racist or whatever yeah. like, obviously yeah. we're not going to read that email yeah mm-hmm. um but if it's just like hey this person has a really hot league of legends take that i disagree with let's just not read it yeah well you know that that's that's a, a tough line to draw Is- um but i think you know jumping back to the beginning aiden i'm with you here where i think like this person just grew in a different direction than the show where they're really interested in lcs content and they're not so interested in what our community is up to but i think you know as a show we have been about our community and not so much about competitive league for well on seven years yeah yeah no for sure and once again like i I don't if if you guys have any final thoughts feel free to say them at all um but or i'll wrap it up sort of thing nick do you have anything else or um not without flaming <laughs> flaming like the lcs yeah like I, there's a reason that viewership is lower than it's ever been before and yeah i i, I would be remiss if like you, i i feel like you can't hold it against us for not being interested in content that isn't interesting to us <laughs> yeah i feel like we like talk about like international events like pretty yeah depth, but um yeah anyways uh that being said and i i do what i can on the ad reads <laughs> i i know there are some members of the community who the ad reads is one of their favorite parts of the show. <laughs> i hate a joke that like man i guess this person just upset that there's too much league of legends in their manscape podcast <laughs> yeah um, but uh anyways just like um, once again i just want to yeah. end this with like hey the end of the day we're open to criticism um if this person actually wants to have a discussion with us, we're more than willing to have it on our Discord or in private DMs or email or whatever. It doesn't have to be like an open discussion on the show. Uh, or if anyone like in the community is like, hey, I like what you guys do this. I like when you guys did this. I want you guys to do more of this, for example. Just let us know. Like we're happy to like alter the show. We want the show to be the best mm-hmm. product ever. Um, and we only, we only can understand that through feedback. That being said, I think leaving yep, it just a two-star review isn't the best way of doing it because all it does is kind of like fuck us a little bit. Um, there's just other ways that like you can express these things that um, 
help us grow our show in a better way that maybe it can still be a product that you enjoy um and obviously discord is a good good open uh discussion forum emails are a good open discussion forum and then we have lots of private discussion forums that you can reach out to us on so yeah i was just gonna say yeah you know if you don't know where to put that it we have a channel in the discord in the discord called podcast feedback that's the easiest way to get a hold of us and we can have a, a back and forth conversation which we can't really do with reviews you know if you leave a review i can't really <laughs> reply to that review yeah it's not fucking yelp or um, i'm a you, fucking angry owner in, in podcast, <laughs> yeah. yeah um but, but yeah so we're always happy to discuss ways to make the show better and you know hear from our listeners about what they like and don't like yeah cool and and i like i would like to close it out like thank you for for providing like feedback at all like it uh, negative or or positive like we i i think it's important that i i mentioned this on the discord but like i don't want to create an echo chamber where the podcast actually sucks and no one wants to say it mm-hmm. um so like if you aren't content with like an aspect of the podcast like tell us and be polite and and be constructive like i don't like the emails i think you guys could um hire someone to to like uh, uh summarize them and and then you know that I, I would be satisfied like something like that where we can actually take it and not just wow you guys suck asshole like emails suck you know that like there's there's a difference there and I do think the negative like feedback is great as well. Like I, like I said, please don't echo chamber us. Um, yeah, it's better than this. And I, it sucks now two out of five stars. <laughs> like, like, yeah, and I think we can't really do anything about that. Yeah. It's a little too late. You know, we've already lost someone who, who won't listen to the podcast. Yeah, again. for sure. Like I'm hoping this person's yeah, still going to listen to another episode, hear what we have to say. And then like, hopefully we can uh, either win you back or maybe you'll just realize that like maybe the show just isn't for you. So mm-hmm. we'll go mm-hmm. with that. And, and I do think like, again, this, this review, again, you know, as a two-star review, it, it hurts the analytics, but the content of it was constructive, right? They, yeah. they laid out what they liked and didn't like. And I think, like, that constructive but negative feedback is something that's, that it's a lot easier to do as a listener, where, like, there will be points in, in any piece of content where you're like, I, you know, I didn't really like that. I think it's a lot harder to, you know, say hey this is something i liked but here's how you make it better for sure because i think that that's a much more like complicated bit of content creation where it's like okay i really liked round table but what if you guys were just funnier like, <laughs> what, are, what are you going to say about it be less you know? ugly <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for sure uh, i appreciate it um once again like thank you once again reach out yeah, if you have you any feedback much. anyone else um and then let's move on to our fucking uh, most coveted part of the episode exactly you know <laughs> Your body gives you feedback in the form of sweat telling you that you're too hot. And sweaty sack summer is approaching, so it's time for you to prioritize the comfort of your crotch. And that's why the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, has spent two years. I don't know how many employees Manscaped has, but that's probably over like 200 years of boxer (laughs) designing technology. Uh, Has designed the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. I've had the honor of testing these boxers out myself, and I can say that it's the softest fabric of any underwear. So breathable, it's like gills for your groin. (laughs) And they even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know that they're serious. I think it's time that you invest in your family jewels and let your bulge breathe, as well as get 20% off and free shipping by using the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off and free shipping using the code LEAGUECAST at manscaped.com now 
I know that all of you guys have tried out the new boxers. The the first boxers we got were fantastic. The new pair. How could stylish, they even get better? It doesn't sleek. even make sense, but they, I know, they did. How does it get better? Stylish, Slap sleek. some gold on it. <laughs> Ooh, the, honestly, the design of them, like they, they are very yeah. nice yeah. looking. Like they got the little pinstripes, the like gray with like gold, the, 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 the jewel sack, you know, it's all there. They're really comfortable. They're really cool. Uh, temperature wise and uh you know they got no tags that's fucking fuck hate tags, i hate tags <laughs> Keep them out of everything here. i wear is detagged <laughs> exactly and these ones come tag free tagless waistband that hugs your body without digging in and lays flat against your skin to reduce chafing fuck chafing man i don't want it that's why we're all my homies hate chafing all my homies hate chafing um and if you also hate chafing and want to avoid it get yourself the new boxers 2.0 which you can get for 20 percent off and free shipping with code leadcast at manscaped.com again that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code leadcast at manscaped.com once the boxers 2.0 touch your sack you'll never go back thank you manscaped poggers do you guys want to talk about um oh lauren translation yeah let me do my final one almost skipped over it. I, yeah. I did say that like hey i think this section could use some work i want to retool it because i think the idea is funny of like translating stuff that being said reading lore is boring as fuck that's why we haven't done lore in fucking yeah. eight years uh even if it's translated it's still kind of boring so it's gonna be my last one for a little bit but uh we'll come back to it um anyways this week's lore is called fork beetle fork beetle fork okay. beetle Fork is an alien creature that is loved and denied by many and is a mystery to all. Fork is a mystery. From puncture wounds to safe fork, demigods divine prophecies and magical ug ugly monsters. He inspires the opinions of origin everywhere you go. Nevertheless, Fork took his advice and did not bother anyone wandering the desert. Some speculated that Fork was a believer and an ancient goddess among those who relied on Shurima to help those uh, with the weapon needed to protect Shurima. Your excellency, your excellency. Is it Azir? No. <laughs> Swears oh, that fuck. this is important. Uh, is an important part of change and that there are times that our country will experience major changes of government. Others see that the Battle of Rhone as a wandering through the threatened land before conquering the desert with unexplained magic. There are many rumors about Fork, its great potential, its magic, and its secrets. And many Syrians <laughs> seek their wisdom. <laughs> priests, <Oop. laughs> priests, and mad fanatics even claim to know about the Llama's Palace. But Modillo, Llama's Palace. <laughs> but Modilla hasn't arrived yet. Uh, however, evidence of his existence <laughs> represents fragmented music through the living memories, such uh, that of ruins of three men found on ancient walls some believe that believe that the image of a great steel built early on the top that was the mortal man was adorned without a god skeptics often offer a simpler explanation fork is one of many creatures whoa and that's fork I, beetle one of many <sighs> creatures <laughs> i'm so lost <laughs> like it, I, I, it's it's a Sharima character. It is a Sharima character, yeah. Is Whoa, it great one. <laughs> no, it's not Renekton. <laughs> this is oh, Fork Beetle. Is it? it makes. I'll, I'll tell you. It's Ramus. Fuck! I was gonna fork guess Beetle. Ramus was my other one. It just because he's like a spiny, like fucking beetle thing. So it makes sense. It's yeah. Fork Beetle. Um, Does it yeah, make sense, Aiden? Dude, I haven't read this since. I, this is the first one I translated like a month ago. And I forgot mm -hmm. that it says Syrians seek their wisdom, priests, priests, and math <laughs> fanatics. <laughs> uh, 
Um, that's funny. But anyways, yeah, that's the final one of those for a little bit. Uh, we might come back to it at some point. Maybe it might be like return is maybe like a game show segment or it'll be retooled. I, I like the idea. It's just not fully fleshed out. So, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that as like a Jeopardy category where you maybe only like translate it two or three times. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Cool. Awesome. Um, do you guys want to talk about LCS? Or you want a little to bit. I, I watch it more than it. I usually do. Me too. Uh, uh, mostly because, spoiler, my team is fucking goaded right now. Dude, it's crazy <laughs> that we went from, like, there was a fucking post on our Discord of, like, uh, a betting site didn't let you bet on CLG winning the yeah. split. <laughs> yeah. Um, to now they're in first place. <laughs> they're in first place. Uh, they have not lost the game yet. Um. Granted, they have played against some of the worst teams the LCS has to offer. Um, but I, I think, like, specifically their drafting has been top top notch. It, it really looks like uh, LS is out there, like, coaching coaching for them, you know, or, or managing their drafts. They're just picking, like, really, really smart uh, uh, champions and, and, like, putting them together really well. I mean, they're just uh, thinking really about well. like, They're picking, game. like, Heimerdinger and Swain and <laughs> Belkaz. No, so, I mean, they they prioritized uh, Seraphine yep. for two games when no other team probably in the world, I think, was was playing her. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about um, the, the Asian teams, um, but definitely not in LEC. Um, and, and then they put a lot of prio on Senna, but then when Senna was, was banned, like, they had a, an answer for her um so it was uh it, it was really fun it was really fun to see it, it felt like a team was using their brain to draft and not just like you know going to the competitive equivalent of ugg and <laughs> and sorting by by win rate i mean that, that's the whole thing is like if you mm-hmm. like if you look at any analyst on twitter they're all fucking losing their mind because every team in every region is just playing the same shit that was good um yep pre-durability patch outside yeah. of there's a couple teams like I think G2 is doing some interesting shit. Um, yeah, for sure. Obviously but G2 sealed. always does interesting stuff, you know? They played fucking Windbros this week, which is sick. Uh, yeah, that was sick. <laughs> um, Windbros plus Diana, right? Yeah, Windbros, Diana, it was then insane. it was something bottom. Like, it's fucking actually yeah. a sick comp. Um, but yeah, I think they're actually using their brain to draft. Dur- durability chat patch changed a lot about League of Legends, but we're still seeing the same shit picked most of the time. So uh, mm-hmm. it was really cool seeing teams be rewarded for actually like changing up their draft. So, Yep, I agree. Yeah, uh, um, outside of that, uh, um, I'm kind of interested. I mean, the only thing I'm, like, really interested about is next week Cloud9 gets back their main roster. This week they played with a bunch of subs, so they went 0-3 and everyone's losing their fucking mind. Um, but they have Berserker Sven next week, so I, I honestly think cloud is going to be a top two team in this, this year, like, like no matter what. I think so, too. I, I think it's it's going to be very, very difficult for them to not finish um, at top three, like... Yeah, top, top three is fair, yeah. I think... I think on on paper their roster is is one of the better in the LCS. Um, I, th- I think it depends on obviously Team Liquid, who yeah. is I, I think far and away the number one team right now. I mean, um, Team Liquid, if they don't aside. finish first, it's a fucking disappointment. They <laughs> yeah, have the most exactly. expensive NA roster ever fucking put together. Um, and like the fact they didn't fucking win last split is fucking crazy. And if they don't win this split, dude, it's actually a failure. <laughs> like holy yep. shit. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I think NALCS is pretty interesting. I think the bottom teams are pretty fucking weak. Um, like Golden Guardians, FlyQuest, mm-hmm. Immortals, um, Dig even is pretty fucking weak. Uh, but then the- I think it depends. I think I think Golden Guardians showed a lot of like uh, a promise actually. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the teams are just kind of kind of bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a licorice simp, so like I I, I want Golden Guardians to do well. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, I even think like TSM's roster, like as much as people are shitting on it and like they're not doing well, like dude, Maple's playing well. Uh, so I'm excited. 
Yeah, it does feel like a matter of time before T- uh, TSM figures it out. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're definitely not going to finish um it, like ninth tenth like they did last they split. Play fucking rumble for some reason they're dude fucking hoonie's still a menace dude that they spent too much money on and they're stuck <laughs> with it. like you just i, don't I know. hope i hope one day to fool my employer into paying me the most money spent on uh, a top laner in history right like <laughs> just it, to just to phone it in it feels like tsm every year is going to slowly get better by replacing the parts that are too expensive to <laughs> fucking get rid of like who needs a big investment that they just can't get rid of fucking yeah i don't know why tactical stole is a fucking job dude also isn't it so funny that like someone names themselves tactical and they fucking get caught out and lose their team the game i would say nine out of ten games oh play. i i mean like it is it is the epitome of like if you pick a name like tactical or lost yeah. like you're gonna get memed on when you make, make a mistake and like historically it's been a little bit more more often than not <laughs> like i was thinking about this today because I, I i really do think tsm is a top five team this year like i think they're gonna be fifth. yeah for like, sure a lot of, like I, i'd put money on them being fifth like sort of thing like mm-hmm. top five um a lot of people are get, think they're gonna be seventh or eighth i, I think their roster is actually pretty good that being said i think like tactical like fuck tactical was so good that one year um but then i'm like what, what's he good on i think his best day to carry car- is ezreal that being said, I've never seen a fucking ezreal get caught out and die as much as he has it's an i i, I think like it came down to core JJ being the best player in North America yeah, uh, and making him look godlike. Yeah. It's just because, Hey, weird. guess, guess who showed the fuck up this weekend and popped off. Yeah. Uh, it's core JJ. Yeah. Core is still one of the best players uh, in an ALCS. For sure. Also fucking new Jensen looks hot already. Fucking being back week one. No, Jensen looks, Jensen, Jensen looks really good. Yeah, for sure. Also uh, for being out an entire year. Beer's yeah. playing good again. Like as much as like I'm, I'm not a beer cater. Reverse Drew pill? <laughs> so, so <laughs> Drew is a, Drew on our Discord is a fucking beer cater. That being said, he even admitted he's like, Bjergsen looks better. Um, that being said, he should, still shouldn't be paid the most out of anyone in the fucking LCS by like, yeah. he's probably double the salary of the next highest play, paid player, by the way. Just like, just mm-hmm. a heads up. Um, and, but he's, he's playing at least like the best player in the league, maybe other than like core. So that, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing with him is not even that like, you're you're paying him all that because he's going to be the best player in the league mm-hmm. like that, that's definitely a big part of it that's probably like the first 70 percent of his salary but right bjergsen's been the face of lcs mm-hmm. for the last mm-hmm. like yeah six years he brings a ton of experience a ton of international experience he's a shot caller like he, he's got a, a bunch of other stuff that comes with him he makes players want to play on your team that's like tsm got so many good yeah. players for so many years is because you literally have the it, fucking yeah. best player in the league mm-hmm. on your team and never wants to play with him like yeah right yeah he he, he pulls people to say oh cool bjergsen's on the team we can actually compete at worlds yeah, yeah. cool awesome so take that drew hell yeah <laughs> fuck drew yeah suck uh, it drew you can't <laughs> respond to us here <laughs> let's talk awesome. about our next sponsor yeah, our next sponsor is NordVPN with their easy-to-use one-click or auto-enable connection to get some clean protection for your online traffic. It's a great, simple-to-use VPN service with servers in over 5,500 countries, or 5,500 servers in over 60 countries. <laughs> 5,500. Nord is just creating countries. <laughs> Guys, don't. NordVPN said I couldn't tell you this, but they actually have servers on Mars now. And there's oh, a lot shit. of countries on Mars. They can play Doom with the lowest ping possible. 
<laughs> exactly. Um, you can find a server near you to get better speed or connect to a faraway location and freely explore the internet. You're going to get amazing speed confirmed by speed test. NordVPN is the fastest VPN out there. You can use it on all of your devices. You can use it to get regionally locked content on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever video streaming services that you use. Uh, I mean, it's a great service. We've, I think, all got it or had it at some point. And all of this is going to come to you with a 30-day money-back guarantee, as well as you're going to get a free threat protection and a bonus month for freezy, as Chris would say, Jeez. with your NordVPN plan. Again, like I said, completely risk-free. You can get a 30-day money-back guarantee using uh, the link nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Again, that's nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Get out there and protect your web traffic, boys. Thank you so much, Nord. Hell yeah. Thanks, Nord. Awesome. Let's do roundtable. Awesome. So last week's question was, what is one way in which your life is better because you started playing League? What about you, Colton? Why, why is your life better because of League? <laughs> uh, my meme answer in the Discord, which I did like, is at least I don't play Dota, Smite, True. or Han. <laughs> um i mean for sure it's it's got to be the you know the friends i've made yeah. in the community I'm a what part a fun of. answer because the friends right, you made like, along the way dude. Wow. it is right but like you know there's it, it, without league of legends like i w never would have met either of you i probably wouldn't be as close as i am with like chris and a lot of those people like who were initially the hosts on the show um but you know that's that's an answer I think that's probably already been said a bunch of times. I, I only um, joke because that's li literally both of our answers work yeah. for <laughs> Yeah, right. Because I, I think that that is really like yeah the for sure. biggest impact of it on all of our lives, mm -hmm. um, right? Like Aiden wouldn't have met his wife mm -hmm. if he hadn't played League of Legends. You don't know that. I do know that. <laughs> um, but I, I'd say other than that. Um, it's it's tough because like that that just is the biggest. Okay, you're not gonna fucking out. get a better answer than I would, that. Like I, I would say probably the 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 next one is like in as much of a joke as it is that like I didn't play like Han or Smite like is that I probably would have gotten sucked into some other game, put a bunch of time into it, and it wouldn't have been a game that's as big now, right? Like if I hadn't played League of Legends, like. I might have gotten super into WoW, and I, I would have probably met a bunch of would have really got super cool ripped. <laughs> I would have met a bunch of cool people, and then I probably would have had to quit WoW because it sucks. Yeah, true. Um, right, but like I, I don't have to quit League, right? Or like I would have played Han, and then like Han dies, and I would have been sad. But hey, League of Legends is still here, still actively making me sad. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, this week's, uh, sorry, <laughs> the answer to last week's roundtable question, one from Womper, he said, met some great friends that I still have today. We just went to a wedding for one of them and I never would have met him uh, if not sick. for League, along with two other, pe other people at the wedding whom I met playing League. Uh, I've traveled out of state multiple times to see my friends uh, from LOL. Rainbow nice. Honeysuckle said, uh, it's given me a good excuse to stay in touch with college friends and my brother who moved away. Plus, I think it's fun. And then Mary Makes No Sense, who's our new patron from last week, uh, said, I have no, I have a lot of fun playing uh, comfy, normal slash flex games with my husband and friends. In fact, I would have never met one of my best friends if it wasn't for Lee. Plus, drawing cute fan art of my cha favorite champions always brings me joy. Hell yeah. Nice. From our Discord. Wait, can I, can I change my answer? Yeah, go for it. Nope. My life is better because I decided to play League because now I'm sponsored by Manscaped and have the smoothest balls in town. Hell yeah, dude. That's actually so true. You would never have smooth balls otherwise. 
Yes. <laughs> I, there's not a chance I would have smooth balls, so it wasn't for League of Legends. Yeah. Um, from our Discord, Andrew said, I met friends from around the country that I have the pleasure to go uh, met to many in-person events with. Razgris said, League has taught me how to deal with conflict better. Soraka's baby daddy said, League seriously motivates me to exercise, but I've been lazy for a long mm. time, but I feel better and play better if I'm not glued to my computer. Uh, Brandon or Alien, uh, sorry, A... <laughs> Ale Ron Roll uh, said from a guy who struggles with autism I've met many of my friends with this game I can't really say that IRL because of my quirks uh, and a thing called masking uh, which uh, mm. is us trying to be normal and fit in but it takes a lot out of you but I can be me without masking and talk to people without too much judgment two of my closest friends I've met uh, because of the league and I'm forever grateful for that uh, and last nice. but not least from Short Flash he said when I started playing league in 2012 I was super depressed and league was an escape for a terrible home life plus I've evolved from a shy podcast lurker to someone who participates in who participated in a single community game and hopefully the confidence to play more with y'all p.s nick you a real homie thank you oh then i have one more from uh, foxloaf who said um this community i have uh made friends here that i cherish and i have some great uh had some great times in this discord i love you guys all and i'm glad to see this community continuing to grow do you guys see foxloaf's fucking birthday video that he made me no i didn't <laughs> go back in general no. chat after this it's so funny it's just him That's sitting funny. on a bench and he goes Hey, Aiden. Oh, wait, he, I did. Yeah, he fucking, like, uh, snipes the camera because it's, like, it's yeah. an off-center shot. He goes, hey, Aiden, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> and he just has this, like, monologue. <laughs> like, it's so funny. It, it's it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for those answers. This week's roundable question, though, is what, is it, what champion should get the next ultimate skin and what should it be? Ooh, I'm going to go with a really hot take and <laughs> say Leona. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't think Leona needs more skins. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I I feel like Rel should get the next skin, the next ultimate skin. Why? I think she has a lot of potential. Uh, and also because Riot, I, I I truly don't know if I've ever seen this with any other character ever. But I I think Riot actually hates Rel. I don't think she, I I don't think she should exist in, in, in Riot's eyes anymore. She's not loved. <laughs> no, this is like obviously me asking this question is is gonna give the answer away but who would you guys say has a higher damage penalty on aram rel or kaisa i mean it's definitely rel but like you wouldn't it is rel because kaisa does not have a damage penalty and obviously i wouldn't ask that but like who the fuck is sitting on on howling abyss and saying that goddamn rel damage did me in (laughs) like what i don't know man i don't know that character is just not allowed to to exist so let's let's make her exist in her most beautiful form uh, an ultimate skin <laughs> for sure um all right i've got i've got my answer uh, i want to see an ultimate skin for zach Ooh. and you get to like you get like the little rgb like you can change <laughs> his hue throughout the game and then as you kill people whenever you kill someone you like either take a component of their armor or one of their items and it's just Ooh. floating in your goo for the rest of the game so like you kill their AD carry and you just have like a bloodthirster floating in that's your awesome. goo. That's pretty sick, actually. <laughs> Such a fun ultimate skin. So mine's kind of. I silly. thought you can, it, you can set it to the hue to like sync to your music, so it's just like pulsing different. Colors. That's what I was gonna say, Colton. I thought you were gonna go full in the um, RGB and, and just go like, yeah, you can make it like wave or flash. Or yeah, like yeah, you can you do want. that. You can do that too. That's <laughs> sick. You can sync nice. it up to your to your razor mouse and keyboard. <laughs> Um, mine is for Bard. I fucking hate Bard and I don't want to see more of him. That being said, I want to have this idea for an ultimate skin where he has like, 
they designed 20 skins for him, right? 20 fucking awesome skins. Um, oh, wow. And every single time you pick up a chime, it changes his skin. <laughs> Ooh. Um, or even better, we make it so they have like just hundreds of randomly like generated like parts, like just different parts of him. And it just fucking randomizes your like different parts of your skin every single time you pick up a chime. You know, I, I bet that that idea would be absolute dog shit, like <laughs> flame to oblivion for literally any other character in the game. Yeah. But I feel like bard mains are just like, yo, that's dope. <laughs> I just, I just like, I, I think it's funny if like there's, cause sometimes there's just like seven chimes in a row somewhere and you just like switch his skins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. Like you could just take all of his existing skins and like maybe add a couple more in there, but it's yeah. like, okay, like you get an arm from this skin, you get the head from this yeah. skin. <laughs> like he's running around with like one robot arm just creating exodia <laughs> yeah hey, it's That's funny but uh you if you guys want to tell us what character you think should get the next ultimate skin you can hit us up on our twitter at leecast you can send us an email mail at leecastpodcast.com or come into our discord and post in our roundtable section that's discord.gg slash leecast sweet let's do mail fight the first email in mail fight is from charlie the doodle and they say Rest in hey leecast what <laughs> the joke is my dog just dead and he was a doodle he was a golden doodle and his name is charlie well you, charlie passed away yeah like I, like six months ago oh you didn't you tell us, us that. You... that's so tragic <laughs> you passed away like september go dude actually it's show. almost like a year now oh, oh my god fuck. all right this episode is dedicated to a real <laughs> that's one, crazy Yo. that i didn't tell you all right <laughs> chuck <laughs> uh charlie the doodle says Aiden, why didn't you tell anyone about me? Uh, says, hey, LeeCast, I've been trying to make a podcast myself on a different game, but me and the boys are having issues figuring out how to be as cool as you guys. The chemistry is unreal, and I wanted to make sure you guys knew that. How do you guys organize your podcast, and what makes it easier to talk about League of Legends? I want to inspire conversations uh, like you guys, but sometimes I feel like it's awkward and we cut each other off. Hope to hear back from you guys, and sorry for the long email, Charlie the Doodle. Um... Our organization is absolutely top-notch. You won't find this anywhere for any other podcast. <laughs> uh, we have the same Google Doc that we've been using for a literal decade. Um, and we just del like highlight, delete the, um, the, the old stuff and copy-paste the new stuff. Yeah, we map out our sections. And then if we really want to talk about something, we'll like put it in bold or highlight it with a bunch of colors but then sometimes everything's in bold so then like you just so then the bolds mean nothing <laughs> mm -hmm. um but I, I think you know in, in terms of like how do we make it easy to talk about league of legends the biggest thing is that we are just people who would be talking about league anyway and we've said it a million times on the show but like if we didn't have the podcast we would still be having these conversations just the mm -hmm. three of us like in a discord channel mm -hmm. yeah um and in terms of, like, having conversations and not cutting each other off, I think that that's really just a, an experience thing. I mean, obviously, it's a lot easier if you're in the same room. It's a little bit more difficult if you're over Discord, but you have your, your webcams on. You know, the most difficult is if it's purely audio. But we, you know, at a certain point, we've just grown to know each other's kind of cadence mm -hmm. and the way we talk and can tell when one person is done or when one person wants to talk um, as well as when two people butt up one of us will typically just say like you know go ahead Nick you you say your thought I'll wait mm -hmm. um, as opposed to if we both continue talking 
and then one of and then like both of us stop and then we have to restart that that can really slow things down but it's i think really just a matter of time with getting used to the other people you're on the show with yeah um the other thing that i would give is like a tip we don't do it but i was thinking about making us do it at one point because we used to be like a little bit worse about talking over each other um yeah if you feed your own mic so you know how like um when you're testing your mic audio and it like comes through your headset immediately and it's kind of like weird to talk um if you do that and like there's zero delay that's the best way to never talk over each other that's what people will fucking do in like actual podcasts like real podcasts they have their own mic feed Mm -hmm. through their own headphones so if you hear yourself talking and you hear someone else talking you'll stop fucking immediately because it's just so much noise like it's something you can do if you're actually just bad about it just have your own mic feed through your own headset and then you'll get used to talking with it and then when other people talk it's just you'll just stop immediately you'll you'll know just know that like it's fucking a mess to listen to so uh, that's just mm-hmm. like a technical tip if like you actually are struggling with not talking over each other or just fucking learn each other's like cadence and like your speaking patterns and stuff so and i mean the reality is like we do talk over each other yeah. and I, w- I would say like fairly frequently i think anytime the discussion goes longer than just like reading something you know yeah. we're going to be talking over each other it's just we've kind of learned to accept your your turn in line almost mm-hmm. um and uh and go from there yep cool yeah you'll get better with time Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. And again, this des- this episode dedicated to Charlie. <laughs> Next email from Night Fury. Hey guys, very new listener here. My name is Michaela and I've been listening for only a few weeks on Spotify. I apologize if the email is a bit on the longer side. Well, hey, you're a new listener and you already know to always apologize for email <laughs> length. That's that's good. Or sometimes uh, no- never apologize. <laughs> uh, I only started playing League this season and have founding, found myself maining the support role. Uh, I started on the easiest champ in the world, aka Lux, but now I found myself enjoying enjoying others like Zillion, Seraphine, Swain, and Nautilus. Uh, I'm bronze and ranked, but since most of my time is spent playing uh, normal drafts, I play every other lane quite frequently. Despite her being considered one of the hardest ADCs in the game, one of my favorite champions to play is Callista. My difficulties with her haven't really been the champion itself, of course learning how to kite with her and how to time your E to get the CS, as well as damage opponents at the same time takes uh, some effort to learn, but my biggest challenge is usually my support. I guess in Bronze Elo, Callista is so uncommon that most of my random supports have never even heard of her. She's a champion that really relies on her support, so finding someone that knows how to play for my champ is rare, but if you do find good supports, she is super strong in my opinion. My questions are, why do you think she has never been in the meta? Is she not as strong as I think she is, or is she just that she's harder to play and that she's not played? Is she more commonly picked in higher ranks and skill levels, and what are your guys' thoughts on her? Also, why is she completely ignored by Riot? for when they create new skins she's had a total of four two of which are legacy skins thanks guys i'm loving the show best night fury hmm well lucky for you she is kind of meta right now um maybe not in um casual play but in competitive play she's uh definitely one of the the more uh, sought after ad carries um i think yeah she's kind of hard to play she's not as conventional as other ad carries obviously um, but I don't just mean play style. Uh, I mean, um, uh, like build and, and like team fighting and things like that, like where your character is strong at. Um, it's not the same as, um, as other 80 carries, you know, it's kind of hard to play her 
like as well as you could a, a Caitlin, for instance, even though they're both auto attack, you know, based AD carries, uh, one is a lot easier to play uh, um, than, than the other. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of why, in my opinion, I think she's good, obviously, but um, yeah. I, so I, I think some of the things like to address your, you know, question, why has she never been in the meta? She, she definitely has. Mm-hmm. And the biggest issue I think with Callista is that depending on itemization and her numbers at the time, she's either like S plus or B tier. Mm-hmm. Like she rarely sits as a good viable AD carry it's either she's like the best and she's pick manned every game yeah. or she's not ever worth picking. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with like how good of an early bully she can be because her early game is ridiculously strong. Her mid game, I think is pretty weak unless you're 2000 gold ahead from that early game. And then her late game is really going to be dependent on team comps where, you know, unlike most 80 carries, she's gonna take a lot of auto attacks to really be effective and like her her ability to reposition herself lets her do that but you know it, it's gonna take her like 20 auto attacks to really have a big impact mm-hmm. on a team fight yeah whereas there are other 80 carries who you know there, there are some 80 carries that are going to have big on hit builds but i think a lot of them scale way better into the late game where like Cogma, once he gets rolling, is going to kill you with like five autos. She's yeah. not. She's got a small range, and then like the other eighty carries who aren't on hit are going to crit you and and do what they need to in like two or three autos. Are they going to be AP Kaisa and W for you like for half your health? Are they going to shoot you with a Caitlyn R or you know Varus or, or mm-hmm. Alt or something like that? Like she's got a lot of tools that are really good, but the fact that she has like a low range. And if she doesn't pop off as really weak, I think that's especially, like, why she's not super common. Because, like, if you fall behind on Callista, she's pretty garbage. And you can fall behind for so many reasons yeah. in solo queue, especially, like, bronze solo queue, right? Like, hey, your your support just ints you. Now, you're, now your character's useless because their AD carry got fought for, like, 400 gold, and they got mm-hmm. to deny you a wave. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Michaela. Yeah. Um, our next email is from Caleb, a.k.a. White Boy Milkman. I'm finally caught up after missing four weeks between being on vacation and working overtime for said vacation. My question today is about Community Nights and more specifically the League Cast community. By the time you're reading this email, I will finally fed into the Tumo lifestyle as you guys <laughs> will be my first use of Patreon ever. Uh, welcome aboard. That being said, despite emailing in and such over the past year, I feel a bit detached from the community as I work in a state prison and can only play video games in the morning before noon. I understand this is of no fault to people who have normal jobs, but as a result of my career, I don't often get to play video games with other people in general and was wondering if there's any advice you could uh, have in this scenario. Uh, Anyways, thank you for putting up with the length of this more so complaint email from a friendless prison guard. Hope you all have a great work, Caleb. Sorry, great week, Caleb. Easy, just quit. Just advertise through our show, (laughs) through our email section. Hey guys, Caleb needs people to play with before 12 12 o'clock on weekdays. Caleb needs a job. <laughs> <laughs> no, no but... what you do is you you introduce your fellow guards to League Cast, true, and then get them all playing League, and then you can have something to talk about when you get to work. But the, the... no, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I I think that like so, 
finding people to play with is always going to be challenging just because that's not a, a peak time. Um, but if you get involved in the Discord, I, there are people awake that early who love talking about League of Legends, you know? So uh, uh, that's what I would suggest. There's also out of our Discord, which has like 1,800 people, there's definitely a couple people that are fucking on in the morning playing games that I'm sure would be mm-hmm. down to play some games, so... Yeah, right. Like we we've got listeners in a bunch of different time zones as well as people who work, you know, mornings, nights, mm-hmm. who work a standard nine to five, people who you know work from home and can play league while they're doing that. Like it's all over the place. And again, it's it's going to be a smaller pool, but I'm sure you'll be able to find you know at least a few yeah. people who are like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down to play league at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah. Well, good luck, good luck, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Uh, next email is from Elliot, who says, "I love watching Pro League of Legends, but I'm so fucking over the <laughs> NA casters and how literally every single one of them, I fucking swear, hates Cloud Nine. Like Cloud Nine will make a great play, and it's a mediocre. Yay, good job by Cloud Nine. But when C9 messes up or gets killed or something, they lose their goddamn minds." And basically makes it seem like C9 are trash for losing to those teams. I'm just so fucking over it. Why can't any NA casters be like LEC casters and react the same way for both teams when something exciting happens? Also, Captain Flowers is the worst of them. And honestly, his voice gets on my fucking nerves. P.S. This is a very salty email. I'm sorry. I love your podcast. Thanks. Maybe I just watch it uh without sound so i don't have to hear their fucking voices <laughs> pps azale is okay and so is mark z but freak is also one who gets on my nerves while casting interesting at least the analyst desk doesn't do it elliot um so yeah i think the easiest like quick fix to this would be like watch it without caster commentary like have it muted or find like a co-stream or vod review of someone you do like yeah the tricast is definitely the the best of the na ones in my opinion mm-hmm. um it's just really fun to listen to uh sneaky medios and doublelift talk about the game dude i was gonna give my opinion on this but i i haven't listened to people fucking cast league of legends in years <laughs> like really yeah I, I just like never listened with like sound i also watched on two times yeah speed. interesting okay i'm a two times speed um, on everything person now i see Efficient. I watch most things like one and a half times, <laughs> but I'll I'll still typically have the audio on unless they're really bugging me. Um, I, I think um, in certain circumstances, like any team is gonna find that for for any caster. Yeah. Um, except for like probably Kobe and CLG, Jat, Team Liquid, like that sort of thing. Um. But yeah, I mean, they they are kind of biased, and and at the end of the day, like it, it's going to be hard to to cast without a, a smidge of bias. Now, is there too much at at times? Absolutely. I, excuse me, I would agree. Um, and I actually felt that way at the I think it was C nine Team Liquid or C nine TSM some game last year. It was the week after um, Azale had called out uh, the toxicity in competitive league uh and then listening to him cast that particular game was was i don't know it was kind of like okay well like you're kind of guilty of this like right here i don't really understand you know where we can uh, how we can make that criticism and then participate in it um 
but i mean, I mean yeah, yeah it exists like that for sometimes yeah and i was gonna say i think you know jumping back to that which is a conversation we had in you know much longer talk about like about a year ago i think mm-hmm. but I, I think that you know league of legends as a whole and like the na broadcast is generally a pretty negative place so it's gonna happen to every team and if it's a little bit over you know more biased against c9 i i really wouldn't know but like in general i think a lot of times there is less hype for good play and like especially like not amazing play where it's like okay if it was just good they're gonna say like okay well they're showing up and doing their job that's what's expected Mm -hmm. and only the really really hype things get a lot of excitement whereas there's so much room to criticize other things and be like this was bad this was bad this was bad and i think that that happens a lot in na broadcasts where it's like this was bad this was the wrong call this is the wrong item why were they positioned this way mm-hmm. yeah for sure awesome yeah. aiden do you have any perspective that you wanted to add that we didn't that's kind of it i just don't listen to like casters nearly enough um that being said yeah. I, I think that everyone has their own preference for casters i've never heard the the anti captain flowers one before that's this new one to me but uh everyone has their own taste i guess mm-hmm. i could i can understand it if like that style of casting is not your yeah. preferred style. Um, but he that is definitely an unpopular opinion. He's probably um, the most popular caster, like overall, I would say. Yeah, I, I think so. Probably including uh, other regions as well. Yeah. Well, it depends, I guess. We have no... Uh, English speaking, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Right, thanks. thanks, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I did want to say, like, I thought it was very funny. That email came in, like, pretty soon after C9 lost the team. Leader, and I just thought it was <laughs> just fucking like, bloody boiling, dude. Yeah. And, I like, I don't blame him. I, I definitely don't blame him. I uh, definitely agree with some of the points there. But I, I just thought it was funny, the timing. Um, Awesome. Our next email is from P-Juice. Long-time listener here. Haven't emailed you guys uh, since season four, so I got some stuff to say to make up for missed time. Wow, that's a long time. Uh, as a long-time player that has lost the majority of his playing buddies um, to family lives and careers, I have both but still f- find time to play Kevin. Uh, I started playing a different role every season just to keep things interesting. The goal is to get to gold for the rewards, playing only one role. First year was support, easy. Second game was top, finished that in the second week of the season and took a long vacation from the game. Third was jungle, uh, frustrating as fuck but made it. Mid made me realize how much I suck, but I still got the gold. My final role was AD carry, and I've never felt more like a failure uh, in my life than when I played that role. Holy shit, that role sucked all of Season 11. It was the first time I didn't make gold since Season 5. I tried learning more about the role by watching streamers, and it did help, but the fact that your ability to perform is governed by a random support player, your jungler, and uh, if your team will peel for you, sometimes they do, was too mentally taxing. All this leads to now. I tried continuing with the 80 carry to gold challenge this season, but after 120 games of making no progress, I gave up and went back to mid. I picked up Vex and, uh, as my new main, and I'm now 32 and 13 in my last 45 games. The problem is my LP gains have uh, only changed once. I went from earning 15 per win to 14 per win. That was after going 9 and 1 in a 10 game win streak. I would think that uh, having played just over one quarter of my total games this season and winning the majority, I would see LP gain increases. Lord knows Riot has no problem, had no problem dropping me from my plus 30 LP gains. Rant over, I just thought it was interesting uh, that despite the sudden change in win-loss ratio, LP gains do not change. Probably will take another 50 games just to get to gold at this rate, uh, so I will let you know the moment I start earning 16 LP per win. P-juice. 
Yeah, so the, the way uh, it works, I feel like we explained it a couple times. So your MMR and your ELO are two separate numbers, um, mm-hmm. and they, they go up separately. So like if your rank, your actual shown rank is gold three, and your hidden MMR is gold one, when you win a game, you will get more ga- uh, more points than when you lose a game because it's trying to get you back to where the game thinks you should be, right? Like it's trying to like play catch up. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing happens. So you won a shitload of games in a row, meaning you're number rank your outside rank we don't understand why this works and no one fucking understands mmr your shown rank increased faster than your hidden mmr that that's that's what happened here meaning now uh he's did you say what rank he was now he did not uh, let's just say now you're a let's just say now you're plat three right you want a shitload of games now you're plat three but your mmr is still at plat four right now because you've you've climbed so quick that your MMR like honestly like you your shown rank skyrocketed past your hidden MMR. So now the game thinks like fuck he he's actually too high elo now, and so now you have to play games to get your hidden MMR up, which means you have to consistently play at that elo to convince the game that you belong in that elo. It's not a good system. No one understands how no. it fully works. Um, but that's kind of the idea behind the scenes for it. It sucks, but uh, hopefully you don't <laughs> dislike playing because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the the biggest thing is like it's it feels bad when you are winning a lot or losing a lot but like it 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 does ultimately make sense and again it's it's by no means a great system but i do think it's actually pretty good at at doing what it's trying to where in this case like if you are winning a lot of games it's it's not going to continue like accelerating and and having your elo like snowball up it's trying to normalize for this this series of games where you've got like this 60 70 percent win rate because it it doesn't think that it's that's sustainable right Mm -hmm. it's it's designed so that players should have about a 50 percent win rate and so if you're significantly outside of that it's because your MMR is wrong or because your current rank is wrong or because both of them are wrong. And like in this case, right, like your your rank is going up really, really fast and your MMR is lagging behind because it thinks that that, you know, 70% win rate is probably an anomaly and where you belong is going to be somewhere between those two points. Um, and, and I think like if it didn't work like that, let's say I win like 10 games, 20 games in a row or something, or I go like 25 and three, right? Like, should I be able to accelerate that fast and then like suddenly be like high grandmaster because I happen to have a hot streak of like 30 games? Probably not. Um, as for wherever you are now, the good thing is that like if you're again like like Aiden was saying if you're plat three and your mmr is maybe gold one if you go 50 50 now for a while your mmr is going to come up to your current rank mm-hmm. eventually and it's gonna be harder to drop after that because then you'll get like yeah. less losses uh when you, yeah mm-hmm. anyways it, it's like it's not a right system it just isn't the best i i think it's the biggest complaint about mmr system is that it's very slow to get to where you want to go so it is yeah i mean the, yeah. the yeah, this system is like uh, if you play a thousand games, you know it'll fix itself. Yep. And and be like pretty spot on, but who has time for a thousand games? You know. For sure. Yeah, and there's there's so much like recency when you are playing a lot of games that it's just a, a system that even if it takes like two hundred games to get mm-hmm. to the right spot, 
feels really shitty because if I play good for 50 games, like I feel like I've been playing good for the entire season because mm-hmm. 50 games is a lot of games. Um, and, and it doesn't feel good to have like, if you go 40 and 10 for it to feel like your MMR hasn't moved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for the email, P Juice. And on to the last one from Nightmare. Uh, they say, hey, League Cast Smooth Boys, Nightmare here. I just had an idea for a Patreon show. Uh, I know Aiden has a huge list of ideas floating around somewhere. I'm not sure if he's already had this one, but my idea is a guessing game show. One player picks Silas and steals a random champion's ult, and the contestants have to guess what champion's ult he stole based off of the animation Ooh. alone. I never really played too much Silas, so I'm unsure if it would be too easily given away. Also, the time it would take to set up a Silas, uh, getting to level 6, and then using a champion's ult might take a while to do for multiple rounds of the game show. Uh, also, I understand the logic. Uh, if someone picks your main, you should be able to beat it based on knowing the bad matchups. But if anyone picks Trindamere <laughs> against me, I just lose. Wondering if anyone else is 100% countered if your main gets taken. I have recently decided to learn GP. Going from Trindamere to GP has been an experience, to say the least. Sorry for the long email. Nightmare. That's funny, because um, like, Trindamere has a lot of easy-to-pick-up counters, too. Yeah, for sure. Poppy Tomkench, um, Horrick, Horn, Mundo. I think, so, so I think the only issue with the game that you proposed is I believe... Silas briefly turns into the character that he oh does he uh, steals the ultimate from. I think so. I think for like uh, like a couple frames, you can see like Malphite, you know, uh, as uh, Silas as Malphite if he um, uh, if he uses the ulti. Huh. The cool idea, yeah, it'd be something where I probably just wouldn't set it up myself. I'd probably just um take clips from like other shit yeah and then i'd probably do it so i'd like i take a one frame like a second like i'd put it by one frame and then see if people can get it but it's a cool idea i'll Mm -hmm. see if it works i I like the idea yeah i have a current game show in the works of 10 different different mini games i feel like it'll be a lot of fun so (laughs) nice that'll be fun are they gonna be in league mini games again like we did for 500 they they won't be lame we need more in league of legends mini games so i can win more i'm watching his alt right now back by the way He's using it on a Leona. He's pulling it back, and he doesn't turn into her, but it shows it on her thing, but I can just black that out. This might work, then. Okay. I, I thought for sure like he, he briefly did, but maybe I'm misinformed. Doesn't look like it, at least. Awesome. Well, I, hey, we'll do it then, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably yeah, I'd be on um, the list. For... <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um. So, yeah, do you guys ever feel like you get hard countered by somebody else playing your main? Or do you feel like it's pretty... Oh, like, he turns into the one handleable. he uses the ult. Never mind. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I thought so. It's not when he but... steals it, but when yeah, he uses it, he turns into the... Oh, yeah, yeah, when he uses it. Did I say steal? I thought so, but I mean, I was just... Long no, long. I think oh, you okay. said use. I think okay. you had it right, Nick. Okay. Right, cool. I mean, either way, we clarified it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, like, I... I don't typically feel like when I'm playing against a champion that I, I play a lot of that I feel like they're, like, broken or that I can't handle them. Um... That being said, I also don't have a whole lot of, like, great counters for the characters I play against. Like, if I was a Trindamere main and the enemy team locked in Trindamere, my immediate go-to would be, like, Nasus, Malphite, mm-hmm. um, because they're pretty brain-dead to play and can just nullify Trindamere at a certain point. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would say like try and just like put in 10, 20 games on one of the good counter picks so that that's just your one go-to if Trindamere gets banned, right? It's like, I play Trindamere if he's up. If Trindamere's not up, I play Nasus. Yep. Yeah, I, I almost feel like you should be an expert at counterpicking your, your your main just because you play it a bunch, you know? You know all their weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. Like, who? if Tom Kench is big, who do you, pick, who do you play? Shan every game. Yeah. You know, literally any champion that, that functions if outside I, of Yeah, I actually just, like, I mean, the reality is I should put a couple more games on Heimerdinger because that matchup's actually unwinnable as Tom Kench. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I just pick Shan because I'm, like, also just good at piloting the character. <laughs> like, yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Nightmare, and thanks to everyone who sent in an email. That'll do it for this episode of LeeCast. If you want to send us an email yourself, it is mail at leecastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch uh, at King, King Lardout, at Blue Basket, at LeeCast Frost. Tweet at us at LeeCast on Facebook. We are LeeCast. Visit our website, leecastpodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg slash leeCast, and support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash leeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.